Good evening, folks, and how are we doing this evening? Good to hear from you. Hopefully you're all doing well, unless you live in Minneapolis, Atlanta, or New York. Probably not having a good time right now. But we'll talk about that shortly. So much to get to today. So much. It's me, the B-Rhymer, and uh, always here joined with Jeff for moral support. I've pushed on not saying much about this, only until I looked into it and researched it and kind of grew an opinion more towards it is what I'm trying to get at on this. The Rashard Brooks incident that happened in Atlanta. That was pretty interesting, I will say. But before I get into that, let me let me talk about George Floyd because I've watched something on the videos. I'm not talking like a CNN or mainstream media video. I'm I'm talking just go online and you will watch the video in its entirety. Or try to at least. I never thought about it until yesterday I was watching it. Because something didn't seem right with me. And I don't like to get into the conspiracy theories. I don't like to adventure down that road. But something seemed off. Watch the video. I'm sure we've talked about it. I'm sure we've... Everyone's wondered this if they haven't talked about it. But how is it... During this whole thing... We have one security camera... And one person holding a camera. Not an officer. Not on a cop car. Not a body cam. But an individual holding a phone. Not only that, but for the eight or nine minutes Mr. Floyd is on the ground claiming he can't breathe, why isn't anybody doing anything? Cop or citizen? And why aren't we holding these people accountable? Has anybody thought about that for a minute? Nobody in that entire group that day tried to help that man. No one. Why are we just arresting the cops? Why aren't we asking the person who was holding the cell phone, hey, why didn't you try to step in and do something? Well, the cops are trying to stop me. Don't tell me that. Because if that was true, the next day you wouldn't have rioted, gotten cops' faces, pushed them around. All of a sudden, you're Superman. But the day before, you were a puss and didn't want to step in. So don't feed me that line. Something's not adding up. Something's not adding If you watch the video, you can clearly hear the man screaming for help. Well, he wasn't screaming, but he was gasping for help. How is it they're that close, but they can't throw something at him or go over there, you know, hit the cop car, do something? Why is there always an excuse? Why aren't we holding them accountable? Why not? 
they're just as much as a victim of this crime or a suspect in this crime as the uh, cops are. That's something I didn't think about until yesterday. I'm sure people have thought about it. But they were just too distracted by the media and the narrative of Black Lives Matter. They were brainwashed, led to believe that if you didn't watch the video, you would never have known he was a black man or that was a cop. Unless everyone in the world told you that. Which is fine. I'm not saying it's not. But, like I've said before, I feel sorry for the man. I feel sorry for Richard Brooks. Nobody should die. But how come we gotta make it a racial thing? How come the first thing we say, oh, a black man died? Why can't we just say a human died? An American citizen died? What does race play into that? People die every day. Just with coronavirus, people die every day. But we want to single out everyone else and make this more of a political stance, like I've said before. Shouldn't have to be that way. And why is it like the officer is posing? It's not even... It's not even a legitimate... He's not doing it. There's no real roughhousing going on. He's got his knee in the guy's neck. And he's posing. With a dumbfounded look on his face. Clear as day. Staring right at the camera like... He's an evil person. I didn't understand that. It feels somewhat staged. I don't want to start a theory, but... There's a lot of those that go around. But... How is it... We're not talking about that. And then also, why is it when your mother or father or relative died during coronavirus, you couldn't go to the funeral? You couldn't say goodbye one last time. You couldn't go to the, probably go to the morgue and identify them. You couldn't go and see them one more time before you put them in the ground. But yet thousands go to this guy's funeral who they've never met. Celebrities. Would they go to a funeral for you if you were gunned down by a cop? Probably not. There's no political. There's no money involved. There's no agenda to push with that. And also, what about the closed cat? Why didn't they show him? If you go back and you look at all the funerals you went to, or have you seen online celebrities non-celebrities, people you know. A burn or horrible accident victim is usually, who passes away, usually still gets an open casket by the family's request. George Floyd had a closed casket funeral. How do we know he wasn't in the casket? How do we know that the pictures that they're showing online isn't really George Floyd? Is George Floyd a made-up name? Probably not. But I'm not buying why was the casket closed. It's 
confusing to me also, if you look at, have, has, has anyone ever really pinpointed when he died? Are we even sure he died at the hands of the cops? Because when he's on the stretcher, he seems very much still alive. The nurses and paramedics, the EMTs, they're loading him into the back of the ambulance like he's still alive. And you can tell that he still seems like he's alive. I'm, I'm having a hard time if he was if he died. Why were they in such a hurry to get him out of there? Why was he in the stretcher like he was? Why was he in the position he was if he was dead? I've witnessed people die on the scene. I've witnessed car accidents. I've witnessed a shooting. I've witnessed so much of people passing. And usually, they don't just put them on a stretcher like they're okay. They put something over them. It's crime scene. There's tape, there's chalk, and I still haven't seen a complete video of him being resuscitated or being any kind of CPR if he was dying on the scene. But they like to leave out the part that he had crystal meth and possibly coronavirus in his system. Why aren't we talking about any of that? and the deadly combination of possibly both. But no, we, we, we want to use him as a mortar, um, you know, somebody who's a legend and getting more recognition than Martin Luther King himself. We don't want to sit here and talk about who he was and the fact we didn't know him. No, we, we need to use him as a ploy as an scapegoat, as an object, much like the left likes to use. They like to, we've went back into slavery, just so you know. I know that's a bold statement to make, but think about it. When the people who are claiming slavery and heritage and everything's hereditary, which it's not, it's taught, because I'm here to tell you my children are racist and they sure as hell don't see skin color as a problem. Just today, they made friends with two black kids. No ra race aside, it was fine. They didn't see color. But we went back into the Stone Age of racism because now you're not used as... It's not Black Lives Matter. It's your life matters to a vote. Your life matters to get an agenda. Your life matters to push something that doesn't exist. They're just using you. They're showing remorse. They're making you believe everything you're saying. They're pushing for you. But they're also humiliating you. And you don't see it. George Floyd's a great... A great example of that. And what has happened since. I'm not trying to poke fun at this. At, at, at the non-living. At the dead. I'm not. I'm just trying to bring up a point. This all seems very convenient. Because if you watch the Rashard Brooks video, things are much different. 
and there are it's very debatable but I'm just asking a question why is it George Floyd is being held on a mantle on a pedestal when all these other lives that have been perished and lost through the years and every day aren't accounted for there was a poor 16 year old girl who was shot in the head in Atlanta over the weekend nobody's talking about that they don't want to there's no there's no riots there's no burning things there's no justice that life didn't matter to them because if it did they'd be bailing every black person in jail out oh but that costs too much you can't do that oh you can't but you want to defund the police and like I said if you live in Minneapolis New York or even Atlanta I feel sorry for you don't come to Florida don't go to another state and ruin it. My wife has a cousin in New York and it, she is petrified of what's going on. It's sad. It's disgusting. Whatever happened to love thy neighbor? All lives matter. All children are created equal in the eyes of God. People who grew up in church and are very religious. I've been to a black church. Most religious people in the world. Beautiful sermons. Preacher's awesome, always on point. All of a sudden you forget that. Because you're led to believe you're really making a difference. But instead you could read a Bible. Love thy neighbor. The person sitting next to you in a store. In the doctor's office. In a movie theater. At a stoplight. Look over at him and say hi, how are you doing? There's nothing wrong with that. There's no nits. There's no need for a division. Why are we dividing each other? In Richard Brooks's situation, here we have a young gentleman who's drunk and intoxicated by the wheel of his car, passes out, cops are called. This is at a Wendy's. He and the cops are both respectful to each other the whole time. If you watch the video, take, take five minutes of your day and watch the whole video. Watch both videos if you haven't already I start to ask the questions was there anything what, what caused what happened because everything was peaceful the cops are doing their job and Mr. Brooks is doing his he's being cooperative it's not until he's placed under arrest because he's way too intoxicated to drive that he is now irate he, 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 he resists arrest. He, he's grabbing the taser. He's on the ground. And it's raw footage if you watch it. Nobody's got their phone out videotaping this. And I'm comparing these two because I'm, I'm a little confused by that. I, I am honestly trying to put the two together and figure out what's really going on. Now, let's go further into the Brooks situation now he gets the taser after wrestling with the cops and he starts to run and he uses it and one of the cops puts two bullets in his back now this is where I have a problem with it because I'm gonna be honest with you this is a very debatable subject and I'm I'm in the middle with this one you didn't need to put two bullets in his back but as being a law enforcement officer, you are to serve and protect. 
not only the community, but yourself. If they would have let that individual go, which they probably should, now he could have seriously injured himself. And then who gets sued? The law enforcement office. The police officers who let him go. They're now held accountable for that life. They still got held accountable for that life. So in that situation, they were screwed either way. But here's the other thing I think I would have done or would have been happier with only because of, if, if things were different, I, I, I think the two bullets would have just been, you could have justified it to a point. But you're always going to have that debate. I mean, they lost their jobs, they got fired, they possibly could get charged with this. But they could have let him run. And they could have let him tire himself out, called a search helicopter, got in a car, or followed him on foot, because he's not going to get very far. He's intoxicated. But he is then also putting himself in danger because he could have got hit by a car. See, people, they really don't think too much of this through. They only see the poor individual that passed. They don't see the circumstances in which the cops, their only thing to do is to keep him from harming himself or someone else, basically someone else. But the two bullets, one would have done been fine. But in the, in the moment, I'm sure the officer regrets that. But he's got to protect himself. I mean, you can go around and around with this all day. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and tell you no, yes or no. I'm going to sit here and go, you, have, you all have good points. This could go either way. I'm just saying that there's that if they would have let him run, what would have happened? They clearly didn't want him to get injured, and I'm sure they didn't shoot him to kill him. But the alternative, what would have happened then? That's something we're never going to know. That's something we're debating now. I've thought about it. I've listened to everybody, and I agree with them. Right or wrong, there's no wrong answer to that. You gotta kind of be a little remorseful on that situation. If not a lot. I mean, he didn't need to die. Nobody was trying to kill him. He was very respectful. He didn't do anything wrong. Other than put himself in that situation, let's be honest. Why didn't he call an Uber? Why didn't somebody call him an Uber? Now when a cop pulls somebody over drunk, what are they gonna do? Now you're adding too much too much to the fire now these these poor cops are, are, are retiring they're quitting from the force because they don't want to they don't want to deal with this anymore and I don't blame them who would want to I was almost a cop once I didn't I didn't do it because I, I, I seen what was happening we loved you two or three months ago when coronavirus going on you the nurses and the EMTs but now screw you we love the nurses and the EMTs but we don't like you you kill people. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna debate that one with anybody. Let me just make that clear. But I'm also gonna tell you: don't put yourself in a crappy situation. And I know, I know. We 
Me being white, I don't know. Like me and the Jeff talk. I don't know what he goes through. I don't. He doesn't know what I go through. Who's to say I don't crap my pants every time a cop gets behind me? I do. Everybody should. It's a scary situation. You don't know what's about to happen to you. I mean, it's it's really quite... That story is just quite... Debatable. There's no right or wrong answer. And the justice system needs to, you know, they need to look into it. Make the right call. But you know, any call is not going to matter. They're still going to burn down buildings for this. They burnt the Wendy's down. So you're going to tell me, oh, the Wendy's who had nothing to do with him dying, we're just going to burn it to the ground. The owner went on the news to say, why me? Why my business? I have employees I can't pay anymore. They're out of a job. They have families. They have rent. All gone. Thank you. Thank you for ruining jobs. But that's what they're doing all over. And they think it's funny. They think they're really doing something. But guess what? (laughs) When it's all over, and you're sitting around thinking, oh, I really did something great, they're going to raise your taxes. You didn't think about that, did you? Because somebody's got to pay for it. It's going to be you, the one doing it. You that live in the area. Your taxes, they're going to eat you alive. People going, well, why is Trump letting this happen? Well, why do you want Trump's approval? Why do you need Trump? Just during coronavirus, you said, when he wanted to open the country, and he would. Oh, 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 that's the governor's. That's the governor's call, not your call. And he said, okay. Now look at what you have. Now your governors think they're being real smooth because they were given the ability to tell you, oh, we're not going to open up because Trump wants us to. (laughs) But now that your country, uh, your state is burning to the ground, it's okay. They think they're really showing Trump's ass. They're not. They're showing their own. Good job on on, on, on your participation. You failed. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's disgusting. And people really honestly think this is all Trump. It's not. What happened when Obama was president? Because people still, to this day, I get mail all day, Facebook all day. Oh, we love, we love Obama. But what did he do? He didn't save Trayvon Martin. He didn't convict George Zimmerman. Black Lives Matter started because of Trayvon Martin. Have you went to the page and read and read anything of what it says? Take a look. Let me know what you think. It doesn't say anything about Obama in there, just about. If it does, it's very short, little thank you here and there, maybe. But there's no, there's no him helping, no him condoning, no him, no, no, no nothing. And he was your leader during this time. He was your leader during the Ferguson incidents. Where was your leader? He didn't care. He didn't want to get involved. But yet you're crying out for Trump to do something. What does Trump have to do with any of that? He doesn't. 
Your governor now does. Your governor needs to help you. Or governors. One of them is in Atlanta right now, who wants to become the new VP of the for Joe Biden and, and, and running for president. Which we all know he's not going to be president. His VP will. It scares the left so much that they have to see what's going on. They have to look at the over one million tickets sold to Trump's uh, rally. One over one million tickets have been sold. I, I believe I'd have to relook at that. It was it was it was at one million the other day. You can't tell me that now to be a Trump supporter is now racist. How is that? When did we become judge and jury? When did we change the English language to "I'm a Trump supporter"? I'm not racist. That's, you're racist. Who are we to point the finger? Why don't we look in the mirror and tell ourselves? Who's, who's the real reason for this? Because I'm trying to refrain from using stupid, racist, and an idiot. I'm just trying to use... Con- you're confused. You're a confused individual. It's a nice way to put it. Because what does having being a Trump supporter have to do with anything? It doesn't. We're going to get all hell-bent on this kneeling for the National Anthem. Take it away. Take the National Anthem away. They don't need to kneel. We don't need to stand for it anymore. They don't do it overseas. Take it away. Don't give them the ability to uh, to, to make it any more of a, a, a disgusting display of uh, whatever offends people. Because then you can, you know, you're going to make people mad regardless. Look at what's going on. Like I've told you, stand up for what you believe in all week. We don't need it. They don't have it overseas. Like I said, they don't have it in Europe. They don't stand for a flight. Just give it a, make it an option. To, you know, bring it, pull it up on your phone. Stand if you want. Have your own little peaceful protest on your phone, or your 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 respects to the flag on your own. That way we don't have to see it. We don't have to deal with it. Then you're not going to give these people an opportunity. Because why do we need it? I'm fine with that. And we've done just fine without football. We've done just fine without baseball and basketball. We don't need people to, to sit here and talk about, oh, the, we, we don't want to play because it's, it's a distraction. We need to reform first. Reform? I hope you mean reform as in stopping the cops from killing everyone white, black, Hispanic because that's what they do nobody should be selfish about their race or greedy or narcissistic it's not about racism it's selfish it's confused like I said racism is not taught or not Inherited, like most people think, is taught. You want to know how I know? Five-year-old daughter, kindergarten, mixed kid, Dominican and white, goes to school. She's friends with everybody. Tries to be friends with a black girl. She tells my daughter 
my mommy says I can't be friends with you because you're white. Now, you want to talk about mad, my wife was. She was furious. I already kind of figured that that was going to happen. I knew it was. You just know. Especially with the way today goes. So she comes home, she's all upset because she wanted to be friends with this kid. And she can't. The kid's telling her to leave her alone. She's white. I'm black. It'll never, we'll, we'll never be friends. My wife calls a parent-teacher conference with the mother of that child. And you want to talk about a complete display of ignorance and a complete display of total uh, parenting that's just destructive. The woman tried to argue with my wife that she was right for what she did. That she didn't mean to hurt anyone's feelings, but that race is a big thing. And my wife said, you're the problem. You're the problem. You're dividing the country. Because you can't tell your kid that it's okay to be with white, black, Hispanic, Asian kids. There's nothing wrong with that. But because of you, I now have to go home and explain to my kid why you're a racist. Oh, I'm not racist. Oh, yes, you are. You see the color of my skin? I'm brown. I'm not white. I'm brown. I'm not racist. I came to this country because I don't believe in racism. I came to this country because I don't believe white people are racist. I come to this country because I know how the American uh, dream is. Not you that live here, that take advantage of the system, who take advantage of everything that we work for, work hard for. I sit here and put my blood, sweat, and tears into coming to this country. My wife was in tears telling this woman how it is and she was just disgusted that my wife stood her ground stood up for herself well you're racist my wife says okay you know what I'm racist and that is why every race in the goddamn universe hates you and she said I'm saying that as nice as I can and I had to sit there and just go the lady didn't try to attack me no she had to deal with my wife that was all I needed and that doesn't give people the right to assume just because they're with somebody of another color that they can just act like a racist asshole. No. I don't. I let my wife do the talking. Especially on those matters. In public. But not everybody's bad. I will say, most people are good. White, black, cops... You're going to have bad apples in every bunch. Nobody's perfect. Nobody. Not George Floyd. Not Richard Brooks. They weren't perfect. They just got caught in a bad situation. They put themselves in those situations, though. Remember that. We all put ourselves in different situations. The outcome just depends on us. And sometimes that outcome happens like it happens. Which then, the justice system has to do its part. I'm not condoning what the cops did. I'm just raising questions on George Floyd's. And I'm raising, I'm not raising any questions with Richard Brooks because that seemed a little much. And I'm not approving of people not loving thy neighbor. I'm not approving of that. And I am serious. The Democrats, just like they did years ago, 
have reverted back to racism or uh, slavery and using black lives to push their agenda, to push their vote, to persuade people, to call everybody the most horrible thing you can call them a racist. And people are cowering. If you watch ESPN, why is it such a big deal to them? Oh, they don't have any sports, so they need to be the divide as well. Let's keep dividing. I lost friends today due to dividing. I have a gay brother-in-law. My family's mixed. He made the assumption that all Trump supporters hate gays and lesbians. And I said, sir, you just made a very derogatory comment because my wife and her brother, who's my brother-in-law, who is gay, are Trump supporters. But tell me again how being a Trump supporter has anything to do with any of this. But wait a minute. <laughs> you listen to the same people over and over to tell you that they are racist, that they, that they hate the gays and the lesbians. I don't hate gays and lesbians. I don't hate black people. And I have no reason to prove myself to anybody on that. Like I said, who are you to be the judge and jury? And these people are going to attack you. They attack you all day. I, literally, I've had to lose friends over this. Just because I'm fed up with this. I'm sick and tired of this. If you post a meme, it has nothing. It's just, it's just a meme. You didn't write it. You didn't add a post to it. You just posted a meme. It, it was humorous to you. It was a meme about how many fucks do I give about white privilege and it was a guy holding a white guy holding a zero candy bar I thought it was humorous it wasn't on a political side it wasn't on any kind of it was just a meme and this is coming from the South Park family guy crowd who've grown up on offensive things how is it all of a sudden you become offended to so much when did we when did we go down this road? So if you ever want to see who your true friends are, just post something offensive online and see, you know, something go Trump. Support Trump. Happy birthday Trump. Anything Trump related. See how many people have your back on that. You're really going to see who your tr true friends are. And it's sad. I respect everybody's opinion until you start to attack my family, and I've asked these people to stop. Because you can't ignore it. These are your, you thought you were, they were your friends. But when you ask them to stop and they don't stop, then it becomes personal. Look, I don't want to divide people. And I'm not going to have somebody divide anymore. Or put divide on my post. Or put divide on my Facebook page. My Twitter. My Instagram. I don't need it. What you do is what you do on your page. I don't go on there... I don't troll you. I don't hunt you down. I don't have anything to say to you. I give you the thumbs up. That's your business. And that's how it should be. But some people don't know that. Some people don't, don't have that capacity in their brain to use it. They have no respect for you. You're a Trump supporter. I'm an Obama supporter. I'm a leftist supporter. Anything you say, I don't care. Well, guess what? Anything you say, I don't care either. But I'm giving you the ability to do to express yourself 
But when it gets a little out of hand and I ask you to stop, or I say, cool, don't bring my wife or anything into this, don't bring my brother-in-law who's gay into this, and you still do it, I'm going to get mad. And we have the right to be mad. We have the right to refuse these people. It's our, it's our business. We didn't go to their page and discriminate them or try to divide anybody. So don't do it to us. But now you lose your job being a Trump supporter. You lose your career. You lose everything you worked hard for. Because you believe so strongly in something and somebody doesn't. Because they're scared. They're whiny little bitches who had to get a participation trophy every time they played a sport. Because they were going to run home and cry and complain to their mommy. So they would come up there and give you a piece of their mind until you gave them a trophy. Bunch of entitled, spoiled, little, confused people. Remember, confused is a light term to use. Because they are. It's a sick world out there, folks. It's, it's sickening. If black lives really mattered, they wouldn't be using you as an agenda. They'd be using you for you as a person, not a number and a vote, not an agenda, not to push anything, but as a person. And they would see you as a person, not a race. Have you thought about that? Black Lives Matter is dividing the country. It's not helping it. And the left doesn't care. Because dividing the country is going to start to win over the Trump supporters. Because nobody wants to be labeled a racist. Well, I don't care. Guess what? I'm racist. If you don't like it, I don't care. Because that's what you want to hear anyways. And if you have a problem with that, I'm not apologizing. I'm not. Because, guess what? We're all racist at some point. We all discriminate each other. White, black, female, gay. Everybody gets it. You can't make the whole world happy. It's impossible. There's difference of opinions. There's two different political parties for a reason. Because there's two different opinions. But you know what? We're all racist. All of us. If you want to know who's racist, look in the mirror. If you don't wake up every day and tell yourself, I love my life, I love who I am, then you have a problem. I'm just saying, love who you are. Love your brother. Black people should be your brother, just like white people. Hispanic people. But we shouldn't be, we gotta stop the selfishness. We gotta stop the divide. No more dividing. Push to end division. Push to end people who are trying to ruin our country. Because when it's over, what are we going to have left? No cops? Well, yeah. Let them have no cops. Put the children in harm. Because that's what you... That's Those lives should be the most important. Our children. Like I've said before, the children have to come first. All children's lives matter. But your arrogance and narcissistic views are pushing that away. And our kids are watching this are going to grow up messed up.
but that's fine. Those are your kids. Mine are going to grow up fine. Because like I said, they don't see skin color. They have a white dad and a brown skin mom and a gay brother, uncle, excuse me. That is fine. Don't be afraid to, to, to stand up for yourself. Grow a pair. Grow a pair. Our leaders are trying to exploit every division, agenda, political party out there. And people are starting to see that. People are starting to see what the left in Black Lives Matter really means. And Trump's exploiting that. He's letting these governors in blue states screw up so that they lose their elections, so that they lose their voters, so that all these voters go to other states. Hopefully they see the truth. It's sickening. We should never try to divide each other, folks. Never. Be happy with who you are. Be happy with who your friends are. Be happy to live next to a black person. Be happy to live next to a Hispanic person. I don't know what you go through. You don't know what I go through. Don't assume. Don't be judging, Jerry. Because you're not. Move on. It's time to move on from this foolishness. It's time to fast forward. It's time to, 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 to... to let our kids grow and be happy. But that's not happening. And I hope one day it does. And soon. I see the Jeff over here. He's he's completely trying to zone this conversation out. He knew I was going to do this the whole time. He's fine with it. We both, we both feel very strongly about these things. Let me just say this. If we're so racist, then why is a black guy and a white guy together? It's because we don't we don't worry about race. We don't let the Democrats let you see that. Because they'll be the first to say, well, why are you friends with this white dude? Have you reformed? Have you got on it? He's going to look at you and go, why does he need to do any of that? We're friends. I love my brother. And I've, I've told him this the whole time. I shake his hand every day. Tell him I love him. He's a, he's a great guy. Why can't everybody do that? Why can't everybody? Folks, I think I'm going to call it on this podcast. I think I've pissed off enough people today. And honestly, I don't care. Like I've said in other podcasts, if you take offense to this, you should. I'm not doing my job if I haven't offended you. This is 2020. It's time to move on from this BS. Live our lives. Spend our money. Watch our children grow. Make new friends. Enjoy life. Be happy with who we are. Be happy who our friends are. Respect them. Hold our kids tight. We shouldn't have to wake up every day and worry just because we don't have police that now our lives are in jeopardy. Because guess what? You break into my house, I'm going to put two bullets in your head. Because there's no cop that's going to come help you if you defund the police. And then I'm going to take your body. That's probably going to be dead. I'm going to make sure I put enough rounds in you to finish you off after you're down. Then I'm going to dig a hole and bury your body and not tell anybody about it. 
all while your family's wondering where you are. Well, like I said earlier, you put yourself in that position. You wanted the police defunded so you can go do your hood rat shit. Yes, that's right, I said hood rat shit. Now you're dead. Be careful what you ask for. My amendment rights will be a lot stronger without police. And also, too, the National Guard, they'll be here to just put a bullet in your ass, too. They don't play. So keep asking and demanding for stupid shit. See where that gets you. It's going to get you six feet under regardless. Be happy with your life. Be happy with that what you have. Get out and get a job. Work. Don't blame anybody for your misfortunes. That is the number one key to this. We're always blaming people. Don't blame Christopher Columbus. Don't blame Abraham Lincoln. Don't blame George Washington. Don't blame Martin Luther King because he didn't work hard enough. Don't blame Obama. Don't blame Trump. Don't blame George Bush. Don't blame this person or that person. Don't blame your neighbor down the road for your misfortune because he has more than you. You don't know what he did to work for that. And you don't know anything about his life. Unless you go over there and you be friends with him. Stop being offended. Stop pointing the finger. Stop worrying about everyone else. It's none of your damn business. Let's get that point across. Stand up for yourself. Every day wake up and say that to yourself. Because if you're not, you're not going to fix anything. Stand up for yourself. Alright folks, well... Me and the Jeff are going to call it a night on this one. We'll hope to see you tomorrow. Hopefully I'm not going to be as negative as I am today. Uh, the Jeff, as always, sir, have a good night, folks. Have a great evening, and God bless.